Hello, listeners. I know if you're listening to this podcast, you're likely going through a divorce or thinking about it. And if so, you are not alone. Over a million people get divorced in the United States every year. But we know that divorce can be an extremely complex and expensive process, especially if you have to hire a lawyer and spend a lot of time in court. And that's where Hello Divorce comes in. Hello Divorce is an online divorce platform that makes it easy and affordable to get a divorce yourself. With Hello Divorce, you can complete the entire divorce process online, in your own home, and at your own pace. They offer a variety of features to help you get through your divorce, including easy-to-use online forms and guides, a step-by-step walkthrough of the divorce process, and access to experienced divorce professionals for help and support. So if you're thinking about getting a divorce, I encourage you to check out Hello Divorce. The founder, Erin Levine, is a friend of mine, and I honestly admire what she has created with Hello Divorce so much. This platform is the change we need in the divorce industry. You can hear Erin explain more in her episode on the podcast entitled The FYI on DIY Divorce. I'll be sure to link to it in the show notes for you. So you can get more information, resources, and support at hellodivorce.com forward slash beyond. And if you use the code beyond, you'll get $100 off your service. So go to hellodivorce.com forward slash beyond. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. If you are and you do think you're up against a narcissist, then you know that they have a certain ego. Feed it a little bit. Who cares? Use it to your advantage. Be smart about it. You like, you know, you're like, you know what? Doesn't cost me anything to be like, oh, complimentary. Oh, you're a great, you know, what a great mom. Oh, what a great dad. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks for doing that. Or blah, blah, blah. You know, something that you can soften the communication channel so that you really can think in the thing that you really wish that you can accomplish or have from them. Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process, so listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and listeners, today we are still in October. We are um, in Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and so in that continuing series, I have an episode, and I have wanted to do this episode for a while, and I needed to find the right person to do it with, and I had to get mentally ready to do it because I know initially there are going to be people who who don't understand the point that we're trying to make because the episode is called Why You've Got to Stop Calling Your Ex a Narcissist. And I know that is going to be upsetting to some people because they're divorcing narcissists. But 
there are reasons behind why we're going to be talking about this. And so I finally found the right person. I'm so excited that she is joining me here today. Lila Aiken Ali is beaming in from beautiful LA, and we're going to be talking about not whether or not you're divorcing a narcissist. We're not really even going to hone in on that as the important part of this but what you do need to focus on in order to get through this process. But let me tell you a little bit about Lila. She is, first, I love her description. Um, she is a divorce doula who, I've never heard the phrase, it's fabulous. Your thinking partner, mentor, champion of self-discovery, strategist, communicator, innovator, entrepreneur, believer in community, and importantly, she is the founder of Split FYI, um, and which is where you probably know her from. Um, if you've been following my Instagram feed, I post things from her and I follow her. Go follow her on uh, social media. She does wonderful videos. But so first, let me just say thank you, Lila, for coming on and taking the time to do this, you know, this episode with me. I needed to find the right partner. Well, I'm really actually honored that you found me as this partner in crime. And um, I'm really enjoying like the opportunity of being here and having this conversation because it's something that it is also close to my heart because I see the downward spiral people can go into uh, when they are diagnosing and spending way too much time on that uh, rather than what's really important and what's important through the process. So I'm really happy to be here. By the way, I'm also speaking from experience. So everything I say is not just by virtue of having a community and, and clients that I help through this process, but it's also, you know, from firsthand experience. And that's why I say you are the right person to talk to about this. I've also been through the experience myself. And, you know, let's start with, the reason why I think the word narcissist is such clickbait for everyone mm. and and why episodes that have narcissist in the title or when someone's talking about it, there, there's, for me at least, I think there's, when someone first hears the description of narcissistic behavior, right, there's that light bulb going off of, oh yeah, that's what I'm dealing with. And there's that feeling of like relief almost of, oh my God, this explains it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And by the way, because we wanna know what we're dealing with, right? We have to understand why things are happening. I mean, number one, whether you're thinking about going through a divorce, going through a divorce in the thick of it, or even coming out on the other side, you're still all the time and all the while thinking about like, why is this, why is this happening? Why, 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 why? So we look for the answers and it's very, it's human nature. It's natural for us to do that, right? We got to understand why we're going through what we're going through. But unfortunately, you know, sometimes we're focusing way too much on that other person as the why. So hence what you were saying earlier, it's like, oh, this feels really good because now I know this is the reason why I'm up against a narcissist. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It's their fault. They're a narcissist. They're a narcissist. So, <laughs> yep. I, you know, and it's, it, look, and I'm not demeaning it and or undermining at all that when you're up against a very difficult character, right? And you're up against potential narcissist, it is soul destroying and it is really tough because you feel frustrated. You, you feel angry. A lot of things come up out of you 
that aren't normally who you are, how you operate, right? And so we were talking earlier, it's like, it brings out this anger in you or frustration and fear. And by virtue of that, you start operating in a very different way too. So now you're almost justifying a little bit about how you're reacting because you're like, well, they're a narcissist, so I can react this way. (laughs) Or I have to act this way because I have to protect myself. Or I have to do this. And so you're really not focusing on who you are and how you should approach it and how you should react to it or how you should respond to it, actually. Right. So I think that is and I and listen, it is very important to know the person that you are breaking up from. Right. It's 100 percent. We do not divorce the person we marry. That's just never going to happen. Right. And and we were talking about this earlier too, like, unfortunately, divorce, separation, it brings out like the worst of us. We're not our best selves when we're going through something like that, because internally, we're struggling with our decision or lack of decision because we've been sideswiped. You know, that was in my case. So here you are, things are out of your control, right? Which we all like to have a certain degree of control. We're completely in fear base. We don't have no idea what's going to happen, right? Or what outcome. Our whole life is transitioning and changing. So there's so many emotions that are going on inside of us already about ourselves. We feel like in some cases that we've, you know, failed at something. And some cases that we're like, I don't know, um, not worthy potentially, especially if we've been sideswiped. Like what's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? So here we are all internalizing all these negative thoughts usually, never good ones. And then on top of that, we've got all these negative thoughts about that soon to be X, right? And mm-hmm. so here we are, it's just like this negative spiral that just multiplies. And so what happens is if we start diagnosing, which is fine, knowing it, it's like more, I always say, know that person, whatever they are, unless you absolutely know to be true that they are a narcissist, right? Just say they are going to be difficult. They are going to be difficult. They don't like to lose. They don't like to do you list the traits of what they really are like. You know, I always say, I'm like, make a list of the things and the traits without even calling them a name. Just say they don't like to, you know, negotiate very well. They don't like to lose. They want to win this. They want to have this. Okay, fine. So at least you know the person you're up against. That's okay. That's smart, right? But don't get emotional about it or lose yourself in it right? It's like, or think you're going to change it or think you're going to change it. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Like now that I'm telling you what's wrong, you can just stop being a narcissist or stop behaving these ways. I mean, right. That's, that's the other thing they think if I just like get this person to stop doing these things, right. Then this will all fix itself. Well, And then, and then the worst part is you become your expectations is that they be, they show up in a different way. All of a sudden, during a divorce, like no one's going to show up in that positive way during a divorce, regardless whether you're a narcissist, personality disorder, whatever you have, right? It's not about that or what you're up against. It's definitely just acknowledging, okay, I've got to be a little bit smarter because if I lay all my cards on the table, if I demand, if I say this, if I do that, well, things aren't going to go my way or they're not going to get me where I need to get to, right? And right. I can't give that opportunity that this person all of a sudden is going to snap out of it and be somebody, something different. I've got to focus on me. I've got to focus on what I need to be. How do I want to show up? 
you know, what I do and I really work with people through this is like, okay, it's, I understand that it helps you to acknowledge what type of person you're up against, right? A hundred percent. But then, all right, let's refocus on you. Focus. What are you, well, how do you want to show up? What do you really want? How would you want to be treated? And I would say, if you want to be treated a certain way, then treat the other person that way. Try your hardest. And it doesn't make yourself mm-hmm. weak. It doesn't mean that you're weak because you're doing that. It actually it means that you're showing up of who you are. And you're not afraid of it. Right. Right. And it means like, listen, yeah. there are systems in place. You know, m- most of the time, somebody down the road of divorce or separation is going to get a lawyer. Right. At some point. They might not start off with it. They might not have it initially, but they will end up probably using some kind of legal mediation or a lawyer, right? They're they're in this for knowledge, for understanding the legal, yeah, right? It's a legal it's process. It's a legal process. You so gotta you gotta get sense. You've gotta get knowledgeable. Whatever modality you use, whether it's online, whether it's mediation, whether it's a legal counsel, whatever it is, you end up getting information that helps you understand and navigate the legal process, right? But that's only a bit of your divorce. The rest is all that, you know, emotional, what you need, what you desire, who you are, how do you want to operate? And do you want to be in this fight? Do you want to worry so much about what the other person's doing? Do you want to give up the control of how you want to live your life to a third party, to somebody else, you know, to navigate that for you? No, you're the one who knows best what you want. That is super important. To, to get back into that mode is really difficult if you literally give up all of that when you are thinking about the other person all the time and what they're going to do, anticipating it. You know how actually soul-destroying that is? When you sit there and you go, okay, I need to write an email and we got to communicate. Let's let's say, let's take a co-parenting you know, aspect, okay? We've got to communicate, um, maybe potentially swapping a weekend, you know, because my grandmother's birthday coming up and I'd really like to have this weekend, but I know they have, that my partner and my ex is not going to agree. He's going to make it hell. He's right. going to do this or she's going to do that. So no way. And I, I'm like nervous. My stomach is, you know, in under fire. I don't know what to do. I'm stressed out. And by virtue, you haven't even written the email yet. Okay. Exactly. And you are a nervous wreck. <laughs> you are a total nervous wreck and you're not able. And it's almost like it just, paralyzes you. And then you start adding this narrative in your head about how that other person is without even giving that chance to that person. And this is where I say, it's like, wow, you almost shoot yourself in the foot all the time by doing that. And that's why it's really dangerous to stay in that, in that world of anticipation, um, you know, hypervigilance, like worried about what the other person's going to do because you've labeled them as that narcissistic person who's never going to agree. Right. <laughs> well, and that's, that's so important. What you said there, I kind of like, this is the crux of why I've wanted to do this episode for so long, because as someone who's been through this process myself, someone who's been a divorce attorney for 30 plus years, who's worked with umpteen people who have used that phrase, I'm divorcing a narcissist. What I see and what I have seen in that process of diagnosing your ex, and again, I am not talking about whether your ex actually is a narcissist or not. I have I have met narcissists. <laughs> I have been in the process with them. 
horrible experience, even if I was the attorney or whatever my role in that case was. Mm-hmm. They are, it's a very difficult process. But what I have seen for the person who has labeled, the person who has decided they are or pronounced that they are divorcing a narcissist, whether they are or not, they are stuck there divorcing a narcissist. Mm-hmm. And they are unable to move forward like you were just talking about. They are stuck in that place. I loved how you described it, right? Of that anticipation mm-hmm. of difficulty. Of And I'm not saying, again, that they're not going to be difficult. But what it is is almost in that, that label that you are putting on your ex, it's for, for the person, it stops there. It's like, okay, now I've figured out who they are. It's all their fault. And therefore, this should just not be this Mm -hmm. way, right? Like, it it should all change. And they stop focusing and lose their own power, right? Like you were just describing, right? They lose their own power. So, and you must see this all the time. And I know you went through it. All the time. I had to, I really, you know, I didn't have, you know, my divorce happened. I was sideswiped by divorce. I was pregnant. I was, you know, six months pregnant at the time. And I, you know, I remember, um, this is now 14 years ago. My daughter's 14 and I didn't have the resources around me. I was young. Um, my friends were getting married and divorced. I mean, married and, um, having kids at the same time while I was getting divorced. So I really didn't have that like, and having, right. And having (laughs) kids. Right. And I'm like, okay, so I'm kind of on my own on this one. And no one to even go to, to say what resources were, you know, who did you talk to? And of course I did have a therapist, which was super helpful, obviously. Um, but really to understand wow, what I was going through logistically, tactically, like what my mind is thinking through all of this and why am I wasting so much time on worrying about what the other person is doing rather than really focusing on what I need to do and how do I need to communicate it, right? So one of the things I always say to either my clients, my community is you, regardless if they're a narcissist or not, or personality, just whatever they, whatever they are, right? Think about that there's always a miscommunication. There's a breakdown in communication, right? There was one probably in your marriage. That's hence why you're getting divorced. And there certainly is one while you're going through a divorce, right? So if you think about that is people, you have to just realize that whatever I'm uh, communicating or how I'm communicating it is being misunderstood on the other end, right? So take that as considered as a given. However, you're communicating things is going to be reached or reacted to in a way that either from fear, from anger on the other side or whatever it is, right? So always look at it in that way. Like, okay, how can I communicate this in a better way? Can I take emotion out of it? Can I, can I approach this in a different way? You know, let's, let's, Shift the way that you're communicating. Let's start there. Let's focus on you. Like you, you're angry because you're angry because we all know divorce brings up anger. We talked about this earlier, right? Like doesn't bring yes. out the best of you. And you have to own that part. I had to own that part too. I'm like, I'm not showing up as my best self. Hell no. Right. So how do I get up to a place where I feel better about how I'm showing up? And now communication is one of them because I can put a lot of you did this and this happened and I, you're not doing this. This is unfair. Blah, blah, blah. Say all this stuff. That's not going to get you anywhere, right? Keep focused at the task at hand. What, are, what is your outcome that you want, right? What is that outcome that you really desire? And how do you get closer to that outcome? 
How can you shape the conversation or the communication channel in a way that's going to get a better response? And don't, all you can do is try with no expectations. It's going to shift and change everything, but at least try. And I always say that if you are, and you do think you're up against a narcissist, then you know that they have a certain ego. Feed it a little bit. Who cares? <laughs> Use it. Use it to your advantage. Be smart about it. You like, you know, you're like, you know what? Doesn't cost me anything to be like, oh, complimentary. Yo, you're a great, you know, what a great mom. Oh, what a great dad. Oh, that's amazing. Thanks for doing that. Or blah, blah, blah. You know, something that you can soften the communication channel so that you really can think in the thing that you really wish that you can accomplish or have from them. Right. Right. So that's a major thing that we go over. And also just recognizing that, listen, like we said before, it brings out the the bad in all of us. And there's always anxieties on both parts, even if you're up against a narcissist, right? Doesn't matter. Whoever you're up against, there's going to be a certain level of anxiety and fear. And that's going to show up in the way that they operate. So remember, their defenses are up. They're also in fear. They don't know the unknown. They're afraid of maybe potentially losing time with the kids. They're afraid of the money. They're afraid of the money. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. All these things, right? Just as much as you are. So it also is just recognize that as well. Even they, they might show it in a different way. They might operate in a different way, but they're also, they have that those underlining fears as well. Yeah. Well, and what you've just described is, is the crux of how you shift from focusing on your ex to focusing on what you can control, Mm -hmm. which is you, right? That this is why I think this is such a critical episode and why I truly want people to listen to it with an open mind. Because when you are dealing with your difficult ex, whether they're a narcissist or whatever label you want to, you know, I, I was interviewing Laura Wasser once and we were talking about the fact that everybody calls their ex a narcissist or is divorcing a narcissist. She goes, yeah, they may be a narcissist. They may just be an asshole. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, exactly. right? And she's right. Yeah. What matters mm-hmm. is that you know what the behaviors are that they exhibit that make you believe they're a narcissist and that you then, as you just described, have strategies for dealing with those behaviors, Absolutely. right? I'm going to say it in like words of one syllable, people. Mm-hmm. This is the crux of the whole thing. And this is why I knew you and I had to talk about it. You said it earlier. You need to know, focus on what you can do to manage their behaviors. And you just described communication management. Listeners, as October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month, I wanted to make sure that you know that we have created the Divorce Coalition to promote awareness of both domestic violence and domestic violence recovery. We are here to inspire healing and change. We are the voice of many. The Divorce Coalition is made up of all your favorite podcasters, bloggers, influencers, and more. And we join together to raise awareness and provide information and resources to fight the epidemic of domestic abuse in our world. Founded by Beverly Price of Her Empowered Divorce, Kate Anthony of the Divorce Survival Guide, and me, Susan Guthrie, we have gathered together our friends and colleagues to amplify our voices to reach as many people as possible. 
So I encourage you to visit the coalition webpage at www.divorcecoalition.com to find resources, including the many podcast episodes and blog articles that are on topic from all our members, as well as many other ways to help, donate, and find assistance. Together, we can make a difference and we can let domestic violence survivors know that they are not alone. So go to www.divorcecoalition.com and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at at Divorce Coalition page. Are you thinking about divorce, struggling in the middle of it, or unhappy with life after? Do you ever find yourself feeling angry, overwhelmed, confused, lonely, or sad? Well, that's completely normal, but there's good news. You are not alone. I've been there, and help is available. I'm Beverly Price, host of the Her Empowered Divorce Podcast, and with my 30-plus years of divorce coaching experience, I help women navigate divorce and build more fulfilling lives after. Every week on my podcast, I feature industry-leading guests who share their experience and provide actionable tips. I offer valuable insights and empowering strategies that will help you regain your confidence and create the life you deserve just like I did in my divorce. So join me every Wednesday morning as we release a new episode of the Her Empowered Divorce podcast at herempowereddivorce.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And on Mondays, listen to Susan Guthrie on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Together, we bring you guidance and information from the legal to financial to emotional to parenting. It helps you gain even more knowledge than from just my podcast alone. Empower yourself by subscribing today to both the Her Empowered Divorce and the Divorce and Beyond podcasts. Stand tall. Remember, information is power, so never miss an episode. Stay tuned for more from Lila Aiken Ali, the founder of Split FYI, who explains why it's not helpful to keep calling your ex a narcissist and more importantly, how you can get your power back. And learn the ways of how you can, right? Mitigate that anger, that frustration, the overwhelm that you are feeling from just by virtue of thinking of that other person, their actions and the way that they operate. I'm telling you, (laughs) it doesn't serve you well. I mean, you can reduce your anxiety by not thinking of them constantly and letting go of what they are going to do and anticipating it and just focusing on what you're going to do. If you are enjoying this episode, be sure to check out last week's show featuring divorce financial professional Donna LaScala, who shares some real life stories of financial abuse and trickery to help you break free from the cycle. Financial abuse. It isn't very overt in a lot of ways. It also usually is not the only type of abuse that's going on. And this is just another way that one spouse is controlling the other. And it can take many different forms. And now we return to today's show. Communication management, it starts there. But like you, I mentioned earlier, you just said, really important. It's like you sit down and go, right, okay, this is how they operate right? Let's just be aware. Don't be afraid of that. Be like, this is what happens when I usually do this. If I ask this way, it's like taking stock, right? 
of that. And that, yes. that puts you in a place of power, right? All of a sudden, you're not from, oh my God, they're narcissists and they always do this. They did that. And this is how I feel. And da, da, da. like, it's, you're not in this overwhelm, uh, right? Um, rather, you're in a place of power because you're like literally. I don't know. It's kind of like when you go into an interview, right? This job interview of something you're like, okay, this you read up a little bit about the CEO or the co- the company manager, or whoever it is, and you go, okay, you know, I know a little bit about them and the company dynamic, and I'm going to be smart about this. This is the questions I'm going to ask. This is the way I'm going to approach it. This is, a, you know, you prepare yourself almost almost take that emotion out of this and prepare yourself for this. Honestly, I know it's easier said than done. And this is why there are so many people in our in our sure. world that are helping people get through this, right? There's coaches out there, um, mediators out there. There's so many people that you can go to resources like this podcast that you can listen and you can learn these techniques, right? So you take a deep breath and go, okay, let me start with one thing that I know I can do is really figure out what are the weaknesses? What are the ways that this other person operates? So I can start creating a plan in my head of how I communicate with them or their legal counsel, however it is, or my own legal counsel. <laughs> so that I'm very- By the way, sometimes the narcissists aren't just your ex. Sometimes the narcissists are some of the professionals in the case. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. And you have to be aware of that. So you also, this is why it also goes back to knowing thyself, right? You need to know how you want to operate. Okay, so there's how they operate, how they are. Most likely they're gonna find legal counsel that kind of operates like them. And then how, how are you, right? Like, what yeah. are you like and how do you want to communicate with your lawyer and lead that legal team if you do choose to go down that path, then lead them in the way that you're like, this is where I, how I want to be, how I want to show up in throughout the divorce. Of course, I need you to protect me when it comes to certain legal aspects of things. But having said that, really, I don't want to go down this path or I don't, you know, you can lead that conversation and your whole entire divorce. People just don't feel like they can, right? No. I I think these are the most important things to consider when you are reminding yourself that worrying about what that other person is saying or doing is just going to lead you down like this fear path, cloud your ability to think clearly. Absolutely, right? And you also don't end up doing what's really important for you as a result. That's where, you know, I really would love people to shift their mind. And I do think this is really important. And again, I really want to say, like, I'm not undermining anybody who's going up against somebody. I mean, most of the time I am helping people who are up against these types of personalities, right? Obviously, and really supporting them through it. But I do know that nine out of 10 times, right? When you start thinking of how to communicate clearly, you, you're, the response from the other person that you never thought would happen does happen in your favor, right? And remember, and this is where I really want to hone in is you have to remember, everybody wants to be seen and heard. Everybody in this world, whatever personality you're up against, they want to be seen and they want to be heard. And so allow for that and remember that. So it's like, again, maybe potentially feeding the ego or seeing them for any kind of good quality that they might have is better than constantly being in fear mode about all the bad things that they do because you did marry them once. <laughs> right. Well, and, but that's actually a good point, right? I've always pointed this out to people when you are negotiating with someone who has difficult 
personality characteristics, shall we say. One thing that I find very effective, if you're, say, talking about the kids, is I know how important it is to you that the kids get a really good education. I know that's something that, you know, you've always been so focused on. And, you know, so maybe we should consider the private school or whatever the thing is that it is you're trying to achieve, but phrasing it in a way that did what you just said, right? Throwing, tossing them that little ego bone exactly. that feeds that, that narcissistic ego that, that we know they have. Another thing you focused on, and I want to make sure that we really hit this well, is because I think this is really common. There are two sort of, when people come up with that self-diagnosis, because it's really rare, by the way, folks, that you're actually going to get a therapeutic diagnosis of narcissism, right? I, I said I've been involved in cases with narcissists. I will be 100% honest with you. Only one of those was, and I've been doing this a really long time, only once have I ever dealt with a case where a therapist came in and said this person is, is has narcissistic personality disorder. It is always something that is self-diagnosed. So but if you have come up with that point, it usually leads people into two emotional spaces, sometimes at the same time, sometimes separately, sometimes as a continuum. One of them is victim, poor me, mm -hmm. I, right? And I, I don't say that, that it isn't poor you. It is poor you. I'm sorry that you've dealt with this, so I don't mean it that way. But victimhood, which is is somewhat disabling, and then that immense anger, oh. right? Because of the, you, you realize you've, you've suffered abuse at the hands of this person, you know, narcissistic abuse. And those are both really difficult emotions to deal with. Mm -hmm. Really hard. And stuck. It, yeah. And we clouds our, clouds our judgment of what we need to do next and how we need to operate. And, you know, and unfortunately it doesn't serve you well when you're, especially in the negotiation process. And you're through your divorce and even after and beyond when you're co-parenting, right? It doesn't help. It, it, it makes, it makes you understand. Okay. A lot of things that you questioned and you understood, you know, and I always say, don't be hard on yourself because again, we don't know what we don't, we, you know, when we're, we're in a relationship, there's so many other aspects of a relationship that we fall in love with. Right? right. And these things start coming out of the woodworks or by virtue of creating a life together or by virtue of the stressors of life, financial stresses, kids stresses, like 101 other stresses. And that can add and feed into, you know, the demise of a relationship, obviously. Right. So there's so many other things that like I say, you never are divorcing the person you married. The person you married was also a former you, and you were a different person, yeah. <laughs> right? Yes. You know, and so remember that. It's like, well, try not to stay in that space that you're so angry and, and also frustrated with yourself that you're not able to focus on this moment now that has to get you through that next chapter and that freedom, so to speak, right? That, yeah, that next, the beyond is where it's at, folks. I'm telling you, get to beyond. <laughs> get to beyond. And you know what? And listen, it's not a button you can push and you get there for sure. Right. You know, it's a process. And for some people it's a year, maybe some people it's like 10, it doesn't matter. Right. Know that process is a good thing though, because it actually takes you away from the person that you're like, I would never now be married to somebody who's like that. Right. <laughs> that, that right. person I was before was okay with it because I didn't see clearly and that's okay. You know, and now you know better. Um, but it's really important for your own sanity to really learn the tools and learn the ways 
of how you can, right, mitigate that anger, that frustration, the overwhelm that you are feeling from just by virtue of thinking of that other person, their actions and the way that they operate. I'm telling you, (laughs) it doesn't serve you well. I mean, you can reduce your anxiety by not thinking of them constantly and letting go of what they are going to do and anticipating it and just focusing on what you're going to do. That's it. That's it. And, you know, and I always say that and I say, just please, I mean, I mean this and really mean this, please. If you, if we learn anything today is focus on yourself, focus on yourself. (laughs) That's all you can do, how you show up, how you operate through it all. It's all, it's, it's all you can do. I mean, truly, it's all you can do. And you'll have better decision making. I, you will, I guarantee it, you will have better decision making if you actually do that. Well, and you'll be able to move forward, right? And, you know, that this is the thing that I, and the reason I was so anxious to do this episode for so long is I see people get stuck in the I'm divorcing a narcissist yes. phase of life. I'm divorcing a narcissist. I am divorced from my ex is a narcissist, whatever that might be, but stuck in that space literally for the rest of their lives where they've never, they're never that the person who that was just a time in their life. And they, they are now this, right. As you just said, the person who was married to that person is not the person who you are anymore. I want that for everyone who's listening here and you aren't going to get it by focusing on them. Nope. You're going to get it but by focusing on you and what you can do and how exactly. you can manage what they do. And it's just so important. I was so just absolutely delighted. And one of the things I know you have, and I want to make sure we talk about it, is is split FYI, because you have mm-hmm. a, a moderated community there mm-hmm. and, you, mm-hmm. and you actually, you know, you know, well, you and I have talked. I think it's so important to have community but the fact that there's someone moderating the community discussion, I think is imperative. Absolutely. Um, so tell people about what you're doing there and what's available to them. Sure. Uh, so they know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, that was birthed by the sheer fact, again, from me going through it and saying, oh, my God, you lose a sense of community around you, right? Or people around you, even though they're great friends, don't know exactly what you're going through and they can't. You can't rely on them all the time because it's taxing also for your relationships, right? And family too. And of course, family are kind of in it with you. You know, they're a little bit invested emotionally with you, right? So um, we created uh, my business partner and I, who uh, is a certified divorce financial analyst, uh, which I wish I had throughout my divorce too, because I relied heavily on my lawyer being a financial guru and she's really wasn't. So, you know, that was, that was a tough, <laughs> sorry. One. They didn't teach us that in law school. No, no, yeah. no they didn't. Um, uh, you know, the, the idea is always around, uh, just getting it really educated, understanding, you know, what resources are available for it to you and how can you get yourself prepared in the best way to do, you know, if you're going down the legal route, if you're not going down the legal route, whatever it is, so we have plethora of resources and split FYI, but more so it's the community aspect. And we have 
you know, three times a week, we've got coffee talk in the morning, every Friday morning, Pacific time at 9am, which I love it, because it's become quite the like the cheers environment, you know, like everybody kind of gets to know your name. Or if you don't want to talk, you don't have to, you can be like the fly on the wall in the back, you know, of the bar and just say, I'm just going to listen and learn, you know, from other people who are going through it. And we always have like two to three professionals that are on there, who are moderating it, but also really giving a great amount of intel. People come with questions, people don't. We talk about anything under the sun, which is great. And so it's also a place to kind of get lost and just even talk about relationships at large. So that is a beautiful place to come to, um, whatever stage you're in, and it's free for all. And really, I highly recommend it because especially if you're just like, I'm contemplating this or I'm really in the thick of it and I need like a lifeline and I just need to connect with other people, or whenever you are, or I'm, I'm really struggling on the post-divorce, everything. <laughs> yeah. Come in, right? It's it's for everyone at every state. Um, and then we've got, yeah, every other Saturday uh, within our community, we've got, you know, SOS, which is kind of like the lifeline. Um, and it's more structured. And we really, really hone in on like specific topics every other Saturday um, around divorce. And then this is my favorite is we do accountability hour and a half every Wednesday with a CDFA and a coach. So you can come in and work on your divorce there, wow. which I is brilliant, right? So yeah. listen, if you are in that space, you know, and you know, like, oh my God, I mean, I don't know. I have to create my discovery. I have to do this. I'm just overwhelmed. You have accountability. You can work on it there and then, and you have a question you ask, you know, you've got a professional that can kind of lead you. We can't do any legal questions, but we're there if, you know, coaching or any financial ones. So yeah. it's a it's a great place to kind of just be accountable because you know it's overwhelming when you're working through your divorce, right? It's a full-time job. Yeah, um, it but is. The most important thing is really being okay to connect with other people and just know that it does help. It really helps. I mean, I've we've had the same, you know, we've got actually people who've already finished their divorce are still coming back and every Friday and showing up, you know, and it's I, I, it's quite magical. And I've seen some magic happen in that group setting. Um, and, you know, I'm, I am continue and I enjoy not only running this, you know, platform, but love working with people one-on-one and why, because exactly what we talked about right now, it's like, you can stay stuck or you can get a little helping hand and then take it away and, and, and just go with it. Like I have a client that I've had for about two years. I love her dearly. She is such a powerhouse of a woman and her um, angst was always the communication part. Right. And to the point where I would write her emails for her. Right. Mm -hmm. And now I'd be happy to say, she'll send me an email. She's like, okay, just a check-in. And I I look at it and I'm like, perfect. I wouldn't have changed a thing. And I'm like, you see, you've already gotten, now you're already operating that way that you wouldn't, you're already operating in a way that's not with that emotion, not giving anything and staying in your power. Yeah. Super important. Right. Oh, so, so, I mean, I've got for any listeners who are out there wondering, there's, I have an episode with Bill Eddy on his Biff method, which I suspect you, you have. And I will, yeah, there's, there's no one better. I actually, my number one episode of all time is Bill Eddy's splitting book, which is about what to do when you're divorcing a narcissist or someone with borderline personality disorder. So I'll link to those episodes for you. Please. Yeah. I will say to you, the power in those episodes and the power in Bill is that Bill does not focus so much on 
the the diagnosis and Bill's capable of doing the diagnosis. He's a he is a mental health professional as well as an attorney and mediator, but he is a master at coming up with the strategies for dealing with the behaviors that you are facing. That is where his magic has always been. And that is where the magic is in the fact that you have to stop calling your ex a narcissist. Mm-hmm. They may very well be. And, and it's important for you to know, as, as Lila said, as I'm saying, we're not saying that they're not. We're saying that knowing that, use that to help you heal and help you strategize and help you figure out how you're going to get through this. Not as some magic label that mm-hmm. is suddenly going to then change things, because it will not. Well, it's not. The system's not set up to say, okay, yes, you're right, ma'am or sir. Mm-hmm. They're a narcissist, so you get everything that you want. And we're going to change them, and we're going to stop them from doing all the stuff that they do. That's no, what happens. Unfortunately. And I, I, I know. Say, Magic wand. We wish. Well, it, I mean, if life could be that way, like if we could just say the problem and the problem is all of a sudden resolves itself, you know, like if you're focused, you know this, it's like if you focus on the problem, the problem doesn't actually go away when you're focusing on it. It's when right. you walk away from it. And you think, to, you know, completely differently, then all of a sudden you start being creative with solutions and ideas. And this is always the case. So if you want to say that X is a problem, albeit that's great, he's the problem, but walk away from that problem or whatever it is and re- refocus on your strategy and your way and how you're going to show up. And that's how the crux of it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And get to that beyond. Exactly. So if people want to get in touch with you. They want to follow you on social media. Get to split FYI. What's the best way to do all of the above? Well, my coaching um, uh, Instagram is the split coach. Um, and yeah, I do. I do a lot of videos on there, but I equally on split FYI Instagram where we're up there as well. And I have a lot of videos on there. Please come to Coffee Talk. You can sign up um, via talk. Coffee Talk. Okay. You can sign up on um, uh, either an Instagram or on our website. We have a whole like resource library over there for uh, community initiatives. Um, and it's splitfyi.com. <laughs> yeah. And I will, of course, as always, listeners, have everything in the links and in my social media feed during the week. But reach out to Lila. She's, I mean, obviously a wealth of knowledge. And, you know, as we've been talking about all this month in Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and, you know, these are, this is, these are issues that are very, very hard to get through on your own and to just figure out. You need helping hands. You need the people out here who know how to help you so that you can change what you can change and learn to manage what you can't and get to your beyond. So Lila, I, I am so, I'm so grateful that we had that we're able to have this conversation and, and really I hope People have listened with that open mind to see the point of of what we're trying to say to them here, because you just said it earlier, there's so much power that you can get back when you realize that it's, it's, you know, understanding what you're dealing with and having your strategies. So thank Mm -hmm. you. Oh, thank you. I really enjoyed the conversation. Thank you. you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. 
You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond. Thank you.